ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय भगवते वासुदेवाय टुडे इज नोन एज बाहुलाष्टमी ऑन विच इज सेलिब्रेटेड द अपियरेंस ऑफ श्री राधा कुंड सो टेकिंग ए मेकिंग अ चेंज ऑफ द general level at which i speak on today i'm going to read from shila prabhupad's books and also from the bbt translation of <coughs> the 10th canto there's also prabhupad's books although not personally written by him he has written on his order uh, about radha kund which is as we shall hear the most exalted subject matter we can hear what we will understand it's well it's achintya beyond understanding in the ordinary way this is achintya khalu ye you know this verse you should know this one at least you should know this you know that one अचिंत्य खलु ये भाव न तंग स्थारके न योजयत प्रकृते भ्यो परं यच्छत तद अचिंत्यस्य लक्षणम् which means that you can't argue about that which is अचिंत्य because by its very definition it's beyond material nature so there's no use to try and argue about it on the mundane platform so let's read this um reading from the 10th uh, canto bhagavatam the description of the killing of arishtasura the demon in the form of a bull the bull is described as the symbol of dharma but can be a very ferocious creature also i particularly remember seeing one in ireland this is before i joined the movement there's just a huge bull kept as a stud bull you know what that is it means for breeding and it was just it was in a pen but even though it was in a pen it was just frightening it was just very very angry and if if he was to get out of that pen without being tied he just he just definitely wanted to kill someone probably because he knew that he was going to be killed eventually anyway so a uh, frightening huge bull ended rindavan and the gopis some of them were having miscarriages krishna killed him Jai Shri Krishna Bhagavan. Well, the gopis didn't say that. They said, "Hey, you killed a bull." You're not supposed to kill bulls. You 
Yada yada he dharma he came here to uphold religion, but killing a bull is against her, because it's a demon in the form of a bull. Just like demons come in the form of sadhus also. People say, you shouldn't say anything to him, he's a sadhu, you shouldn't criticize him. But he's not a sadhu, he's a demon. So this is the situation. Not a bull, but was in the form of a bull. So, from the Puranas, Srila Vishwanath Chakravar Thakur has quoted 20 verses describing a joking conversation between Radha and Krishna that took place after Krishna had killed the demon Arishta. Arishta, this word, uh, it means uh, a, a bad omen. You know what that means? It means, uh, a bad omen means like if you see uh, a mangal kachinna jaisa. Abshakun. Something inauspicious. Like if you see the someone coming out with empty buckets or something. Or comet. That's... Blinking of left eyes of men. You're not supposed to blink your left eye alone. Means Only one. Twitching, twitching, twitching of the eye. Yeah. Twitching of the left side of the body of a man or the right side of the body of a woman. Mm. So that's the meaning of arishta, a bad omen. <coughs> Dhumaketa is the word for comment. That conversation, so kindly quoted by the Acharya, describes the origin of Radha Kund and Shamakund, Radha's and Krishna's bathing ponds. The verses are as follows. So this brings to mind that, what is that? Nittalu, Narotamadashakoi, Nittalila Shukamai, Shadaishvaruka Maramone. In this, uh, that Narottam Das says that the past, the eternal pastimes of Radha and Krishna are full of happiness. May they always manifest in my mind. So it's nice in this world to hear. That also Jayadev says, Sri Jayadeva Kaveri Dhamuditamudaram Srinusukadam Shubhadam Bhavasaram Keshavadhritta that in this world of repeated birth and death, Jayadev says, these, uh, his Udara, Sri Jayadeva Kaverida Manitamada, this, uh, these poems of this magnanimous poet himself, um, they give, Pleasure and auspiciousness in this nasty material world. So he's to the, the, the pastimes of the Keshava in ten forms. Okay, so here's the first translations. The innocent young gopis, ha 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 ha, not so innocent. <laughs> Very tricky. Who called them innocent? <coughs> Who said this? Is it in the verse? Is it, we don't see that. 
I think that the translator is partial to the gopis. Who said that? Who said they're innocent? The innocent young gopi said, Ah, Krishna, don't touch us now, O killer of a bull! Calling Krishna a Muslim. <laughs> Alas, even though Arishta was a terrible demon, still he was a male cow. So you will have to undergo atonement. Just as Lord Indra did after killing Vritrasura. But how can you purify yourself without going to the trouble of, of visiting every single holy place in the three worlds? The gopis wanted Krishna to leave Vrindavan and visit all the theatres of all the three worlds. If he'd, if he'd said, oh, okay, I'm going, what would the gopis have done then? They'd, had to they'd have to convince him that actually they, they didn't mean that. Or they'll say, well, we'll just give you Radha's foot dust. And that will <coughs> purify. I don't know. I'm speculating here. Krishna replied, why should I have to wander throughout the entire universe? I will at once bring all the countless pilgrimage places here and take my bath in them. So this is uh, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It's a mixture of him being the Supreme Personality of Godhead and an ordinary boy. He has to bathe in all the holy places to purify himself. He doesn't have to purify himself. So to do so, he brings all the holy places <coughs> Because he's Bhagawan, he can bring all the holy places. But then if he's Bhagawan, then why did he have to purify himself? So it's a curious mixture. Curious in the sense of... Uh, again, it's... Where we can say it's all Leela. Just watch. With this, Lord Mukunda struck his heel on the ground. Then he said, with the water came up from the ground. This is the water of the Bhogavati river, coming from the Patal region. Bhogavati means the Ganga when she goes down. In the sky she's called Mandakini. On the earth Ganga and in Patal below the earth she's called Bhogavati. Coming from the Patal region. And now, O oh holy places, all of you please come here. And the Supreme Lord had spoken these words, Bhagavad Vachasa, so he's definitely the Supreme Lord. All the holy places went there and appeared before him. Krishna then addressed the gopis as follows. You see all the holy places? The gopis replied, we don't see them as you describe. Then these best of holy places, joining their palms in supplication, spoke up. I am the salt ocean. I am the ocean of milk. I am the Amara Dirgika. I don't know what that means. I am the river Shon. I am the Sindhu, which means the river Sindhu. I am the Tamraparni. I am the holy place Pushkara. I am the river Saraswati, and we are the Godavari, Yamuna, and Reva rivers. What's Reva? Another name for Reva? Narmada. Yeah. Just north here, north of here. And the confluence of the rivers at Prayag. 
just see our waters. After purifying himself by bathing, Lord Hari became quite arrogant and said, I have produced a pond containing all the various holy places, whereas you gopis must have never executed any religious duties on this earth for the pleasure of Lord Brahma. Then Srimati Radharani addressed her girlfriends as follows, I must create an even more beautiful pond, so go to work. Having heard these words, the gopis saw that Arishtashura's hooves had dug a shallow ditch just west of Sri Krishna's pond. At that nearby spot, all the gopis began digging up lumps of soft mud with their hands, and in this way a divine pond manifested in the short span of an hour. Krishna was astonished to see the lake they produced. He said, Go ahead, lotus-eyed one. You and your companions should fill this pond with water from mine. But Radha replied, No, 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 this is impossible, since the water of your pond is contaminated by your terrible sin of killing a cow. I will have my countless gopi companions bring the pure water of the Manasaganga here in billions of pots. In this way I will fill this lake with my own water and thus make its renown unequal in the, unequaled in the entire world. Lord Krishna then gestured to a heavenly personality who was an intimate associate of all the holy places. Suddenly that person rose up out of Krishna's pond and bowed down to the daughter of Sri Vishabhanu, Radharani. Then with palms joined and tears pouring from his eyes, he began, he began to praying to her in devotion. O oh, Goddess, even Lord Brahma himself, the knower of all scriptures, cannot understand your glories, nor can Lord Shiva or Lakshmi. Only Krishna, the supreme goal of all human endeavor, can understand them, and thus he feels obliged to personally make sure that you can wash away your perspiration when you are fatigued. He was always anointing your lotus feet with nectarian charu and yavaka. Translate that. Charu, what does that mean? Yavaka means barley. And charu means? In this context, I don't know. And decorating them with ankle bells. And he rejoices and feels most fortunate simply by satisfying the tips of the toes of your lotus feet. On his order, we have immediately come here to live in this most excellent pond, which he created by one stroke of his heel. But only if you now feel satisfied with us and bestow upon us your merciful glance, will the tree of our desire bear fruit. Hearing this prayer spoken by the representative of the full assembly of holy places, Sri Radha was pleased and said, So kindly tell me your desire. They then told her plainly, Our lives would be successful if we could come to your pond. That is the benediction we desire. Glancing at her beloved from the corners of her eyes, the daughter of Vrishabhanu replied with a smile, Please come. Her Gobi companions all agreed with her decision and became immersed in the ocean of happiness. Indeed, the beauty of all creatures, both mobile and stationary, was enhanced. Thus, gaining the grace of Srimati Radharani, the holy rivers and lakes in Sri Krishnakund forcibly broke through its boundary walls and swiftly filled Radhakund with their waters. Lord Hari then said, My dear Radha, 
May this pond of yours become even more world-renowned than mine. I will always come here to bathe and to enjoy my water pastimes. Indeed, this lake is as dear to me as you are. Radha replied, I will come to bathe in your pond as well, even though you may kill hundreds of Arishta demons here. In the future, anyone who has intense devotion for this lake, which is on the spot where you chastised Arishta Shura, and who bathes or resides here, is sure to become very dear to me. That night, Lord Krishna initiated a rasa dance at Radha Kund, generating a torrent of the greatest mood of splendorous pleasure. Sri Krishna resembled a cloud and Srimati Radharani, a brilliant flash of lightning filling the sky with abundant, abundant beauty. In this way, their divine glories permeated the expanses of the three worlds. So Krishna had a rasa dance at Radha Kund. In Rindavan, we say there's a place known as the Rasastali in Seva Kunj. Well, there are actually different places where Krishna performed Raslila in Radha Kund also. At uh, Kaliya Harad, he, danced, he did a Rasa dance on the heads of Kaliya with all the gopis. Took, took the, the other residents of Rindavan didn't see, but Kaliya got the mercy not only of Krishna's lotus feet, but of millions of gopis also. Then at Govardhan he also sometimes performs. So in this way there are different places throughout Rindavan where Krishna performed his Ras Lila. So uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to the area of Rindavan, the Mathura Mandala, Vraja Mandala, and he was looking uh, for Radha Kund. He couldn't find it. This is described in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. He couldn't immediately find it. A motto, that means in this way, that's describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu traveling, walking. For him, walking is dancing through the area of Rajamandala. A motto Mahaprabhu nachite nachite oritta grame ashi bhaja hoila achambite. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in this way Chaitanya Mahaprabhu danced in ecstasy, but when he arrived at Aritagram, his sense perception was awakened. Ashi bhaja hoilo achambite, means he was dancing in ecstasy, but he suddenly came to external consciousness when he came to Arit, which is the name of the village which is derived from the name Arishta. So as the purport describes, Srila Prabhupada's purport, Aritagram is also called Arishtagram. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu understood that in that village, Arishtashura had been killed by Sri Krishna. While there, he inquired about Radha Kund, but no one could tell him where it was. The Brahmana accompanying him could also not ascertain its whereabouts. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could then understand that the holy place is known as Radha Kund, and Shamakund were at that time lost to everyone's vision. He therefore discovered Radhakund and Shamakund, which were two reservoirs of waters of water in two paddy fields. Although there was very little water, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was omniscient and could understand that formerly these two ponds were called Sri Radhakund and Shamakund. In this way Radhakund and Shamakund were discovered. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu later sent Rup and Sanatan 
Goswamis to Vrindavan and one of the specific instructions he gave them was Lupta Tirtha Udhar because many of Krishna's pastime places had been forgotten but he himself personally rediscovered Shamakund and Radhakund as described here. Arite Radha Kunda Bharta Puche Lokashthane Keho Nahi Kohe Shonge Brahmana Najane Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked the local people, Where is Radha Kund? No one could inform him, and the Brahmana accompanying him did not know either. Tirta Lupta Jani Prabhu Sharvogya Bhagavan Dui Dhana Ketre Olpo Jale Koilo The Lord then understood that the holy place called Radha Kund was no longer visible. However, being the omniscient Supreme Personality of Godhead, he discovered Radhakund and Shamakund in two paddy fields. There was only a little water, but he took his bath there. So you can imagine, sometimes you see in a field there's a small pond. So it was like that in paddy field. It's interesting, they were going rice there at that time. which is not a common crop in that area at the present time. Deki Shabagrama Loke Bishoy Hoilomon Preme Prabhu Kare Radha Kunde Shavon Stovon Stovon when the people of the village saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taking his bath in those two ponds in the middle of the paddy fields, they were very much astonished. You can imagine. So goes out in the middle of a paddy field and there's a little puddle. You take a bath, they were surprised. The Lord then offered his prayers to Sri Radha Kund. Shabagopi Hoite Radha Krishna Prayashi Toite Radha Kunda Priya Priya Sharashi of all the gopis, Radharani is the dear most. Similarly, the lake known as Radhakunda is very dear to the Lord because it is dear to Srimati Radharani. And that is the Bengali rendition of a verse which appears three times in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, including here. It's a Sanskrit verse from Padda Purana. Jota. Radha Priya Vishnus Tasya Kundang Priyang Tata Sarva Gopishu Saivaika Vishnu Atyantavalabha Just as Srimati Radharani is most dear to Lord Krishna, so her lake known as Radha Kund is also very dear to him. Of all the gopis, Srimati Radharani is certainly the most beloved. <coughs> Je kunde nitta krishna radhika shange jale jala keli kare tire rasha ronge In that lake, Lord Krishna and Srimati Radharani used to sport daily in the water and have a rasa dance on the bank. She kunde je egba kare shnan tare radha shama prem krishna kare dan Indeed, Lord Krishna gives ecstatic love like that of Srimati Radharani to whoever bathes in that lake even once in his life. 
खंडे माधुरी जेन राधा मधुरिमा खंडे महिमा जेन राधा महिमा The attraction of Radha Kund is as sweet as that of Shrimati Radharani Similarly the glories of the Kund lake are as great as Shrimati Radharani's Then there's a verse from Govinda Lilamrita translation of which is because of its wonderful transcendental qualities Radha Kund is as dear to Krishna as Shrimati Radharani it was in that lake that lake that the all opulent lord sri krishna performed his pastimes with shrimati radharani with great pleasure and transcendental bliss whoever bathes just once in radha kund attains shrimati radharani's loving attraction for sri krishna who within this world can describe the glories and sweetness of radha kund e moto stuti kare prema bishta hoya tere nitya kare kund lilash sonariya shri chaitanya mahaprabhu thus thus offered prayers to radha kund overwhelmed by ecstatic love he danced on the bank remembering the past times lord krishna performed on the bank of radha kund Kunde mritika loya tilakorilo bata chaja dara mritika shange koriloilo Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then marked his body with tilak made from the mud of Radha Kund and with the help of Balabhadra bata chaja he collected some of the mud and took it with him and Then he went on Um now I'll read from the nectar of instruction verse number 9 by Ashila uh, Rupa Goswami I can't either Bhaktivinoda Thakur Bhaktivinoda Thakur commented that actually these verses of Upadesha Amrita was spoken by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri and then Rupa Goswami wrote them down So it begins with vacho vegam manasakrodha vegam control of the mind and senses r- r- taking us right from the very beginning of spiritual life right up to the highest point way far far beyond dharma kama artha moksha far beyond even what any vaishnav sampradaya is teaching so it's 11 verses so often people ask me about bath it recommends bathing in radha kund i say it, it recommends here but i say well, first you do the first verse then we'll see step by step bhaktisan sasur takur also said actual bathing in radha kund is in one's aprakrita deha spiritual body so it's not that you just go and jump in radha kund and say hari bol and that's it finished there's a lot more to do there's a question of adhikar also so text 9 of nectar of instruction 
Vaikuntha janito vara madhu puri tatrapi rasot savad Vrindaranyamudara pani ramana tatrapi govardhanaha Radha kundam ihapi gokula pate premam rita plavanat Kuryad asya virajato giritarte sevang viveki nataha Yeah, if you really want to be viveki, forget that rascal. And who's actually viveki, he understands like this. The holy place known as Mathura is spiritually superior to Vaikuntha, the transcendental world, because the Lord appeared there. Interesting. Coming from Rupa Goswami, that Krishna appeared in Mathura. Hmm. Superior to Mathura Puri is the transcendental forest of Vrindavan because of Krishna's Rasalila pastimes. And superior to the forest of Vrindavan is Govardhan Hill, for it was raised by the divine hand of Sri Krishna. And it was the site of his various loving pastimes. And above all, the super excellent Sri Radha Kun stands supreme. For it is overflooded with the ambrosial nectarian frame of the Lord of Gokul, Sri Krishna. Where then is that intelligent person, Viveki, who is unwilling to serve this divine Radha Kund, which is situated at the foot of Govardhan Hill? Purport, the spiritual world is three-fourths of the total creation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and it is the most exalted region. The spiritual world is naturally superior to the material world. However, Mathura and the adjoining areas, although appearing in the material world, are considered superior to the spiritual world. You get that? That even though Mathura is in the material world, apparently, it's superior to Vaikuntha. Uh, because the Supreme Personality of Godhead himself appeared at Mathura. The interior forests of Vrindavan are considered superior to Mathura because of the presence of the twelve forests, Dwadashavana, such as Talavan, Madhuvan and Bahulavan, which are famous for the various pastimes of the Lord. Thus the interior Vrindavan forest is considered superior to Mathura, but superior to these forests is the divine Govardhan hill, because Krishna lifted Govardhan hill like an umbrella, raising it with his lotus-like beautiful hand to protect his associates, the denizens of Raja, from the torrential rain sent by the angry Indra, king of the demigods. It is also at Govardhan hill that Krishna tends the cows with his cowherd friends. This is very important! <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Krishna tends the cows with his cowherd friends. Friends, Barack Obama has just been re-elected as the President of America. <laughs> Who cares? Krishna's taking his cows out. Forget America's President. It doesn't matter. Krishna's taking his cows with his cowherd friends. 
And there also he had his rendezvous with the most beloved Sri Radha and engaged in loving pastimes with her. Radha Kund, at the foot of Govardhan, is superior to all, because it is there that love of Krishna overflows. Advanced devotees prefer to reside at Radha Kund, because this place is the site of many memories of the eternal loving affairs between Krishna and Radharani, Rati Vilasa. In Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhalila, it is stated that when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu first visited the area of Rajabhumi, he could not at first find the location of Radha Kund. This means that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was actually searching for the exact location of Radha Kund. Finally, he found the holy spot, and there was a small pond there. He took his bath in that small pond and told his devotees that the actual Radha Kund was situated there. Later the pond was excavated by Lord Chaitanya's devotees, headed first by the six Goswamis, such as Rupa and Raghunath Das. Presently there is a large lake known as Radha Kund there. Srila Rupa Goswami has given much stress to Radha Kund because of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's desire to find it. Who then would give up Radha Kund and try to reside elsewhere? No person with transcendental intelligence would do so. The importance of Radha Kund, however, cannot be realized by other Vaishnav Sampradayas, nor can persons uninterested in the devotional service of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu understand the spiritual importance and divine nature of Radha Kund. Thus, Radha Kund is mainly worshipped by the Gorya Vaishnavas, the followers of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then the next verse, verse 10. Karmebhya Parito Hare Priyataya Vyatingya Yog Nyaninas Tibhyog Jnana Vimukta Bhakti Paramaf Premaika Nishthas Tataha Tibhyas Taf Pashu Pala Pankajadrishas Tabhyo Pisa Radhika Prishta Tadvad Iyang Tadiya Sarasi Tang Nashayatka Translation. In, in, in the Shastra, it is said that of all types of fruitive workers, he who is advanced in knowledge of the higher values of life is favored by the Supreme Lord, Hari. Out of many such people who are advanced in knowledge, Jnanis, one who is practically liberated by virtue of his knowledge, may take to devotional service. He is superior to the others. However, one who has actually attained prem, pure love of Krishna, is superior to him. means he's superior to the jnani, not superior to Krishna. The gopis are exalted above all the advanced devotees because they're always depend, totally dependent upon Sri Krishna, the transcendental cowherd boy. Among the gopis, Srimati Radharani is the most dear to Krishna. Her kunda lake is as profoundly dear to Lord Krishna as this most beloved of the gopis. Who then will not reside at Radha Kund and in a spiritual body, surcharged with ecstatic devotional feelings, a prakrit, a bhav, render loving service to the divine couple Sri Sri Radha Govinda, who perform their Ashtakalya Lila, their eternal eightfold daily pastimes. 
Indeed, those who execute devotional service on the banks of Radha Kund are the most fortunate people in the universe. Now, I won't read all the purport. There's a, it's somewhat long. Um, I summarize that Srila Prabhupada in the purport, he analyzes the position briefly of the karmis, ganis, and different kinds of devotees, and then Srila Prabhupada states, of all these devotees, the gopis are recognized as superior because they do not know anything other than satisfying Krishna, nor do the gopis expect any return from Krishna. Indeed, sometimes Krishna puts them into extreme suffering by separating himself from them. Nonetheless, they cannot forget Krishna. When Krishna left Vrindavan for Mathura, the gopis became most dejected and spent the rest of their lives simply crying in separation from Krishna. This means that in one sense they were never actually separated from Krishna. There is no difference between thinking of Krishna and associating with him. Rather, Vibralamba Seva, thinking of Krishna in separation, as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did, is far better than serving Krishna directly. Thus, of all the devotees who have developed unalloyed devotional love for Krishna, the gopis are most exalted, and out of all these exalted gopis, Srimati Radharani is the highest. No one can excel the devotional service of Srimati Radharani. Indeed, even Krishna cannot understand the attitude of Srimati Radharani. Therefore, he took her position and appeared as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just to understand her transcendental feelings. In this way, Srila Rupa Goswami gradually concludes that Srimati Radharani is the most exalted devotee of Krishna and that her kunda, lake, Sri Radha Kund, is the most exalted place. This is verified in a quotation from Laghu Bhagavatamrita, as quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Yata Radha Priyavishnos Tasya Kundang Priyang Tata Sarvago Pishu Saivaika Vishnur Atyantavalabha. Just as Srimati Radharani is dear to the Supreme Lord, Krishna, Vishnu, so her bathing place, Radha Kund, is equally dear to Krishna. Among all the gopis, she alone stands supreme as the Lord's most beloved. Therefore, everyone interested in Krishna consciousness should ultimately take shelter of Radha Kund and execute devotional service there throughout one's life. This is the conclusion of Rupa Goswami in the 10th verse of Upadeshamrita. Then the 11th and final verse of Sri Upadeshamrita. Krishna's yojai pranya vasati prayasi bhyo piradha kundam chasya munibhya abhitas tadrig eva vyadhai yat prashthai rapyalang asulabhang king puna bhakti bhajam tat premedang sakridapi sara snatur avishkaroti. Translation of the many objects of favored delight and of all the lovable damsels of Rajabhumi, Srimati Radharani is certainly the most treasured object of Krishna's love. And in every respect, her divine kund is described by great sages as similarly dear to him. 
Undoubtedly, Radha Kund is very rarely attained even by the great devotees. Therefore, it is even more difficult for ordinary devotees to attain. If one simply bathes once within those holy waters, one's pure love of Krishna is fully aroused. Purport. Why is Radha Kund so exalted? The lake is so exalted because it belongs to Srimati Radharani, who is the most beloved object of Sri Krishna. Among all the gopis, she is the most beloved. Similarly, her lake, Sri Radha Kund, is also described by great sages as the lake that is as dear to Krishna as Radha herself. Indeed, Krishna's love for Radha Kund and Srimati Radharani is the same in all respects. Radha Kund is very rarely attained. Even by great personalities fully engaged in devotional service, not to speak of ordinary devotees who are only engaged in the practice of Vaidhi Bhakti. It is stated that a devotee will at once develop pure love of Krishna in the wake of the gopis if he once takes a bath in Radha Kund. Srila Rupa Goswami recommends that even if one cannot live permanently on the banks of Radha Kund, he should, le- should at least take a bath in the lake as many times as possible. This is the most important item in the execution of devotional service. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes in this connection that Sri Radha Kund is the most select place for those interested in advancing their devotional service in the wake of the lady friends, sakis, and confidential serving maids, manjaris of Srimati Radharani. Living entities who are eager to return home to the transcendental kingdom of God, Golok Vrindavan, by means of attaining their spiritual bodies, Siddhadeha, should live at Radha Kund. Take shelter of the confidential serving maids of Sri Radha and under their direction engage constantly in her service. This is the most exalted method for those engaged in devotional service under the protection of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. In this connection, Srila Bhakti Siddhan Saraswar Thakur writes that even great sages and great devotees like Narada and Sanak do not get an opportunity to come to Radha Kunda to take their baths. What then to speak of ordinary devotees? If by great fortune one gets an opportunity to come to Radha Kund and bathe even once, he can develop his transcendental love for Krishna, exactly as the gopis did. It is also recommended that one should live on the banks of Radha Kund and should be absorbed in the loving service of the Lord. One should bathe there regularly and give up all material conceptions, taking shelter of Sri Radha and her assistant gopis. If one is thus constantly engaged during his lifetime, after giving up the body, he will return back to Godhead to serve Sri Radha in the same way as he contemplated during his life on the banks of Radha Kund. The conclusion is that to live on the banks of Radha Kund and to bathe there daily constitute the highest perfection of devotional service. It is a difficult position to attain, even for great sages and devotees like Narada, Thus, there is no limit to the glory of Sri Radha Kund. By serving Radha Kund, one can get an opportunity to become an assistant of Srimati Radharani under the eternal guidance of the gopis. Hare Krishna. Sri Radha Kund ki jai.
So, we should all go to Radha. You have a question. Yeah, you're going to ask that. That song. Radha bhajane jadi mati nahi belo Krishna bhajana tava akarane gelo. Yeah, so what's the question? This means, for the sake of those who couldn't follow, um, that if one is not inclined to worship Radha, then his worship of Krishna is useless. That's a simple translation. <coughs> so, what's the question? Are they different? Are the worship of Radha and Krishna different? No, but they may be conceived of as being different. You get the point? If one thinks that you can worship... Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying here that if one thinks that one can worship Krishna without Radha, then Bhaktivinoda Thakur says it's all useless. To actually worship Krishna, you have to worship Radha. Just like if you can... If you conceive of the sun without heat, what is the meaning of that? That he also says later in that song, what is that? Uh, what is it? Suraj. Atapavirahita Suraj Nahijani Radhara Virahit Madhav Nahimani. He says later in this song. That just as we don't know a sun without heat, so we don't know Madhava. We don't accept Madhava without Radha. So it's it's a ludicrous proposition that there is the sun but no heat. So he may say that well, what about so many people they're worshipping? Is it all useless? Well, according to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, it is. That's one vision. Krishna himself doesn't say that in Bhagavad Gita. So this is, this is not, well, what shall we say? It's absolutely true. Without any exception, it's completely true. If we did worship Krishna without Radha, it's useless. But on the other hand, who will say Ramanuja is wrong, Mad- Madhvachari is wrong? It's something you can consider. Just one example comes to mind. How big is this universe? According to Bhagavatam, it's four billion miles across. Is that is that the full extent of the Brahmanda? But there are coverings, and each one is ten times bigger than the other, which means that if you take if you get to the edge of the universe, you take the whole extent, and then what's in the middle where we are all fighting about all little things? It's just very, very, very small. So, 
Is is this universe big? Well, yeah, it's big, four billion miles. But then, if you see what's beyond, it's so big. So, compared to dharma, artha, karma, moksha, worship of Krishna is just like unlimitedly better. Who would be interested in dharma, artha, karma, moksha? They can understand what it means to surrender to Krishna. But then if you understand, if you understand what the worship of Radha Krishna is, instead of trying to worship Krishna without Radha, then again it, it just seems, if, if we understand what it means to worship Krishna, then we, it just, Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha just seems, it's ridiculous to even take any interest in it. So, but then if we understand what it means to worship Radha Krishna, that becomes almost ridiculous. Because if you see the idea, ten times greater, thousand times greater, million times greater, how many times? So there's some kind of attempt to discuss that point. They're very uh, bold statements. We'll find statements in Chaitanya Chandramrata that <coughs> what is the use of Matsya Avatar? What good do the world did Vamana do? <laughs> Even Krishna didn't do much. <laughs> so this is but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what he is what he is what do all these different avatars have done? What Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given. So it's True in one sense, but it's also some kind of bhav. We're not going to go and we're not going to go to Kanchipuram and say, what's the, "What's the use of all this Vishnu worship?" We're not going to say that. Rather, we'll praise. We should worship the lotus feet of all the Vaishnava acharyas, and what they have given is, is so glorious. And then say, "But just look." What they've given is so glorious. Let's just look. We can look at... Chaitanya Mahabharu has given us the vision by which we can look a little higher. And we can understand the glories of Chaitanya Mahabharu more. If we, not by saying that oh, all these and everything else is useless, but by saying, oh, how great they are. And then how much more great is Chaitanya Mahabharu. So you're very fortunate to live in India with so many holy places you can visit. Now you came here, Narmada's here. We always just drive over the Narmada. <laughs> we can go and take baths also. I did the other day. We visited Bharaj. So went for a bath also. Why not? We can ask for the mercy of Narmada. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he visited so many holy places. He visited, he bathed in all the holy places. So he bathed in Narmada also. And in uh, Tapti, 
or known as Tapi in modern Gujarati. But Tapti is the original name. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bathed there also. And Balaram bathed there, Nityananda bathed there, and how many great sadhus have bathed there? Ramachandra Bhagavan must have bathed in Narmada. Definitely. He was going through that area. So. Ah, any question there? Yes. Madhav Goranga? Ananda Gauranga. Please accept my humble obeisances. You mentioned that they bathe in Radha Kund should be done only in once up. Only in once it up. should be done only bathing Radha Kund should be done only once a progress a day. I didn't say that. I said it can only be done. <laughs> Real bathing is. I gave a lecture on this once at Govardhan at the at the school there about what about bathing in Radha Kund. So you can refer to that. What does it mean to bathe in Radha Kund? Okay, so we'll finish there. Hare Krishna. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Sri Radha Kund Ki Jai. Hare Krishna. This uh, nectar of instruction, it was just being prepared for publication. We had a photocopy of the before it came out. And then devotees asked Prabhupada, how many should we print? And they thought, well, Five thousand, that's enough, because that, that's a lot. It's only for the devotees. Prabhupada said, no, print a hundred thousand for distribution. I was thinking, what's... I was thinking, how are we going to distribute this? All about Radha Kun. You're going to distribute... You go to people in the West, they have a hamburger in one hand and a cigarette in the other and their arms around their girlfriend. <coughs> You're going to give them this book. Bacho Vega Manasa Prabhupada said, no, it's for distribution. And actually, some years ago, as I've several times said, that there was a survey. Devotees, they, devotees in England, they uh, engaged uh, some karmi company to make a survey of the public and which books they appreciated most from our movement. And they said this book, because and because they said it gives a very clear understanding of what your religious practices are your religious principles that way I guess that's at the beginning interesting Prabhupada said mass distribution so it was printed the first edition was printed with pictures of Radha Kund on the front and the back and we sold the book somewhere or other we sold uh, I don't I don't actually remember personally distributing that one In the, mostly I distributed there when I was in the West. Back to Godhead magazines.
Krishna book and Sri Ishopanishad, mostly those. For some time I was doing Bhagavad Gita also. It's a little Bhagavad Gita is a little tough doing big books in in Britain. Mm. Prabhupada also told one of his conversations that when Professor Dimani called this book, she put out in school and taught instruction so that students can learn moral science. He told Nectar instruction she put out in school. Srila Prabhupada said to Dimak, the great Dimak, Dim, that's a good. Prabhupada said that should be taught for, for moral instruction, is it? Yeah. 